The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. By the way, uh, we were talking about Tommy DeVito's agent. I think Danny is, uh, he's supposed to be in town. He's going into the Italian-American Hall of Fame, I think, Sports Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And I think the induction is this weekend. Is it happening here in Chicago? Yeah, Uh uh-huh. That's where the the museum is. Uh, I didn't know if it was still, uh, they were still. uh, Yeah. Doing their thing. That's uh, when uh, Carmen said to Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I met you uh, at the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. We had a good night that night. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When my father-in-law was still with us and, you know, was healthy and and thriving, he would come in for it all the time because he was obviously in it. And we would always go and to watch him hang out with Lasorda and others was just... It was it was quite entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I've heard they're fantastic. Oh, we had such a blast there. Like I, I stick out like a sore thumb. I'm Scottish, and I'm sitting at You're the table not sticking out like oh, a totally, sore thumb. Totally, totally sit- sticking out like a sore thumb. Gino's like, hey, come on over here. I want you to meet Tommy Lasorda and and all these other guys. And I just was like, hi guys, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> It was great. I'll just complain about this, the food's too spicy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is this? What am I eating here? You know what you're eating. No, I know. It was fun. I mean, there were some characters that, that he was, you know, very friendly so with. The, so the agent who was on television, who Pete Manning was getting sick of, is going to be in town, and he's got to fly into O'Hare, so we're going to invite him to the holiday party on Friday. Since he's in the area. <laughs> Come on by. Yeah, why not? We'll see if he takes us up on that. By the way, did you that. see, too, I didn't give you this story in Waddle's World, that Brock Purdy is no longer the MVP favorite. It is Dak Prescott. And I told you the other day that I believe that Dak ultimately will win as long as he doesn't fall off a cliff, which I don't think he will because he's playing good football. Despite the fact that Purdy has... I think better stats in some some areas because of this perception that Purdy is merely a system quarterback. Well, I got, I got that bite that I wanted From to Trent play. From Williams, yeah. which I thought was a really, I thought it was a very, I thought he was going to yell or laugh or, or get mad at somebody. And, and I don't know Trent Williams' personality. All I know is he is a dominant left tackle. He's great. But I thought how he described how good Purdy is in mm-hmm. different areas, I thought was very cool. If you want to uh, react, I'll play that here in a minute. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. So this party is Friday. We're going to be at Bub City in Rosemont. We were just uh, texting with Tommy DeSanto, one of uh, yeah. the fine proprietors, proprietors of Bub City and Joe's Live, and the original Joe's on Weed. Those guys are awesome. I go, I go so far back with Tommy and, and Ed. Those guys, when I had like zero money, would always. 
be great to me when I was just a kid running around in the city back in the day. Huge Illinois supporters. Um, I was in Joe's on Weed Street so many times. Oh, years yeah. and years and years and years ago. Drinking lemon drop shots, I'm no sure. No question. No doubt. Uh, Bub City, Rosemont, this is free to everyone. Come on by. It's uh, it's our holiday party, so there's no like cover charge or you don't have to worry about buying tickets or having a ticket. Just come on by. And there's lots of parking. The garage is basically attached. It's a whole entertainment District in that Rosemont area, if you've never been there, it's beautiful. Right across the street from the airport, it is awesome. So you may be able to. Is the ice skating out there right now? I think so. So maybe you bring your skates and, and do a couple laps before you come inside. Because we had an event at uh, Joe's Live not too long ago, and they were getting the. This was like a month ago, uh, and they were putting the ice ice rink up there. You know, we're supposed to again compete in another round of the MVP games, and we've allowed Carmen. I and was Yurko. thinking about that in Cancun. I'm like, why did we commit to this? Because we're going I'm to gonna, overcome the challenge. I'm going to blow out a knee or uh, okay. Achilles. Then you know okay. what? Then I, I, you think I'm not going to get injured? I don't want to do that for this. I don't either. It's hard to pull. It's hard to tear your Achilles with a. With a, an ice skate on, isn't Didn't it? Didn't Cap blow out his ACL on skates? He may have. I don't yeah, know. I think he did. Was he playing goalie, though? I don't no. know. I think he was well, like... strap some knee braces on. Hmm. Do not... Don't back out of this. Like, just start slashing Carm to slow him down. Oh, really? Yeah. Just slash him. Just slash him. He's a friend. I'm not slashing a friend. Do you want to win? Yeah, but the, the slashing's illegal. Trust me, the good kid would slash you. He's got to catch us first. You're he's, just telling me you're afraid to skate. Yeah, but... You don't think he, he's going to catch you? He can't skate. Not anymore. Okay, so it sounds like you're more confident about yeah, our chances. As we talked. Um, all right, so Bub City, Rosemont, Friday, free and open to the public. You don't need any tickets. Text your buddies. We're all going to be there. Uh, it's presented by Elijah Craig, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. We'll have samples of that. We'll also have samples of 19 Crimes wine for you. It's also brought to you by Jewel Osco, American Sale, uh, and Country Thunder. We're going to crown our holiday parody song winner. We'll have those live performances, prizes, as always, and just lots of holiday cheer. Cheer and merriment and everything. John, you saw the, I saw you reacted to it. John Greenberg said, sorry, I won't be able to attend in his usual snarky way. And I said, that's why there will be plenty of yes. holiday merriment. Thought that was hilarious. Because you won't be there, right. Greenberg. Yep. So. Won't be the, there to snipe at us. The, the food is awesome yeah. at uh, Bub City. Lots of great uh, drinks, too. So come on by and see us Friday. And maybe get a skate in beforehand if, in fact, the uh, the rink is available. Sure. I may get there early to see if I can get a skate on. You want to do that? I have not skated in probably 25 years. And when I did skate, it was, it was very, very dubious. It was not good. I am not a good winter sport person. I can't ski. I, one time I went down... What do they say? Ass over tea kettles. And I went straight to the bar and sat in there. So then why are you getting us involved in hockey? Because Carm and, and the good kid cried about not being able to define the sports that we were going to come. Don't you remember? They, yeah, they tried to diminish our championship yeah. because Carm said we forced him to play tennis. 
By the way, so uh, now we're going to allow him to force us to play hockey, and we're going to stick it to him. Uh, Bon Scott says Yurko going to check Sylvie into the boards over and over. He's not going to get be able to get to me. See, there you go. I like the attitude. I like the optimism. Yurko these days is sore and walking with a golf club as a cane. Yes, he's got after getting a massage. He's got bone chips in his ankle. He may not even be able to put the skate on. There is no way whether I'm a good skater or not. There's no way. You're not a good skater. Well, I could get moving if if I remember correctly. It's been years. Then we got a chance. But I, I, I can move a little. He can't catch up to me. Okay, so you now all we got to do is find a way to, to slash Carm. Well, I'm going to watch some YouTube stuff. I'm what does watch that mean? Some skating lessons on YouTube. I'm just going to put some skates on and go try and do you it. You got two hockey players back here. We can teach you how to skate. All right, good. Definitely. Charlie's a hockey player? Oh, yeah. I played the from... Chuck was a, I thought the chuck wagon was a slot receiver. Yeah, it was both. I played from when I was five until I was 18. Oh, all right. Do you have any, like, ankle uh, braces? Like, I, I was a wing. I, I had to tape my ankles. My ankles are super mine, weak. Mine are, too, and yeah, I'm afraid that I'll dislocate them both. We got to rent some ice time is what we got to do at the Skokie Stadium. Okay. Back in my all, you know, Dion's son plays at the old skating rink where I used to be the concession stand worker, and you used to put away the uh, the, the old cheese, the, the melted cheese. Yeah. Well, that that was the instructions okay. from the owner. They said to me, "We will not waste cheese. What you do is you put the cheese away in the fridge, and then the next day you take the film and you mix it up. You don't, you you know, you do not waste the cheese. That I know gross. that is not good. So what the guys told me, I was thirteen years old. I was a, like, I, and if it I, still looks like it's a little too thick, do you spit in it or what? He said, "Take take it off then. If it wouldn't mix take together, the skim, skim it off. Yeah, you, you you take it off and you throw it away. Wow! But you do not waste cheese. The cheese is still good when you heat it. It will go. It will get good again. Does cheese not go bad? Of course, cheese goes bad. I don't know That's about that thought. cheese. Like the liquid cheese, the n- n- nacho cheese. That'd be a good tattoo. Don't let the cheese these go These guys were scary, too. Like the, You should have the seen this, these guys' knuckles. They had bruises all over them. Were they fighters? No, but they, they, they were rough guys. Time out. Why would, if they weren't fighting, how did they get bruises all over I, their knuckles? I was 13. I was, I, I did what I was told. I didn't ask questions. Well, how do you know they weren't fighters? Well, I don't, uh, they must have been because they had, uh, Otherwise, they how, grew, why they, would their knuckles, did the cheese bruise their knuckles? I, I, well, no, they weren't touching the cheese. I was, they were giving me instructions and I was scared. I, I think this was a front for something else. I think the what? concession stand was a front for something else going on there. Are you saying like the illicit sales of stuff? Yes. Yeah. I like, I don't think that they were in the concession business. Well, they were, but as a front for something else. Since you've na- you've you've named the place, are they still in business? Well, probably with different owners. So I'm not going to make a joke and put myself in jeopardy of getting in trouble. Because <laughs> I was going, I was going really dark. I'm not going to. You want you you want this uh, 
You always want to play this game, no, don't yo, you? you want go Trent ahead. Williams. No, let's go. Play you the game. Play Trent, the game. The game first or Trent Williams first? Oh, Great. let's go Trent Williams. Okay. Yeah, I thought this was good. <laughs> Trent Williams on Brock Purdy. And the question came up about him being just a system quarterback. I mean, that's... You go back game like yeah, that's what he's been doing. I mean, you know, last time we were at home, he had a long throw against against Tampa with uh, with BA down the sideline. Um, obviously, he hit Kittle for a long play. I mean, I don't get the fact. I don't get why people say he's a system quarterback. I got to show you more because no system quarterback makes tight window throws before they're there, throwing people open, putting the ball into a window and trusting this receiver to get there, you know, layering balls over linebackers who are in good position and it, still getting the ball over their head, getting it to the playmaker. Just so accurate. You watch a lot of his throws, the accuracy gives them guys a, a chance to run after the catch. And uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for that. I know, obviously, with him being the mystery irrelevant, you know, everybody is slow to give him his flowers because then that says what they say about a lot of scouting departments if you let a guy like this slip to mystery relevant pick you know so i think a lot of people are, are slow to give him his props just because of his draft status and where he was drafted if he was you know if, if um he was uh zach wilson i think we'd probably be you know unanimous mvp the next coming of of Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that, but since he's a mystery relevant pick, you know, and this is what almost two years of him putting just unbelievable quarterback play on film, and it's still taking guys, you know, saying that hey, I think it's I think it's Debo, I think it's Trent, I think it's you know, <laughs> like yeah, I don't, you know, that, that's not that's not realistic. Love Trent Williams. I, I and think it. I mean, look. We always ask the question, would he be the same player here that he is in San Francisco? No, because San Francisco's got a better team, right? And better but coaching. It but it, right. But it doesn't mean that he's not a good quarterback and that the only reason he's succeeding is because of the system he is in. You heard what Trent Williams said. He is also throwing guys open, right? He is throwing anticipatory throws. Like his accuracy guys can be open you still have to hit them or you have to throw into tight windows he's not afraid to throw into tight windows if you look at you realize that he's averaging 9.9 yards per attempt which is by far the highest in the league and think about Tua leads the league with 300 or 3,697 passing yards next is Stroud after that is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's thrown for 3,553 yards. Brock Purdy has 359 pass attempts. Tua Tunga Vailoa has 434 passing attempts. Almost 75 or right at 75 more passing attempts. And I know what you're going to say. Well, he just gets the ball to Debo Samuel and he runs forever. Well, Tua Tunga Vailoa gets the ball right. into who leads the league in Yak. Yeah. It's Tyreek Hill. So, like, nobody holds that against Tua that he's a system quarterback. I would suggest to you that the average ball flight for, for Purdy's every bit as long as it is for Tua. Well, just compare the Jimmy G stats compared to Purdy. How'd Jimmy G do in that system compared to Purdy? That's a really good question. Well, Purdy, like, not nearly as good. No, no. not nearly no. as good. Not nearly, not nearly. as good. And no. the best thing that I took from what Trent Williams said, too, was... 
the draft status and what your perception of the player was coming out has everything to do with how you perceive them with their success. That if it's the second overall pick having the success, you will throw bouquets. Like C.J. Stroud having early success, you're crowning him much earlier than you're crowning a seventh-round draft pick. You're skeptical. Of sure. the seventh round draft pick, that's natural, yes. but it is it's relevant, is it? Well, no, I mean it's that's part. I think Trent is saying like this is just what we do because right. we're conditioned to do you're it. Conditioned to yeah. do it, and, and you're skeptical that Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, because the scouts perceived him as not being as good as as Zach Wilson or others. That if Zach Wilson was doing it, we would have said. Ooh, this is the next Aaron Rodgers. But because it's Mr. Irrelevant, we're like, let's slow the roll. This is all because of the coach. This is all because of the system. Um, He's only played 22 games. I get it. He's thrown for, he's completed 69% of his career passes on 529 attempts. He's thrown for just under 5,000 yards in 22 games. He's got a touchdown interception ratio of 38 to 11 and a career quarterback rating, again, in 22 games of 113.8. Look, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I am not drawing a direct comparison. But Joe Montana, look at the system he was in. Joe Montana had Bill Walsh. Yeah, of course. Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Brent Jones, Dwight Clark, Roger Craig. Is anybody holding that against Joe? It usually is that way. Right. It usually is. If you look at Dan Marino, Dan Marino was one of the best pure passers in the history of this game. He had... He had he had Mark Duper and Mark Clayton, and he had, you know, a number of different talented tight ends. He had... uh, Who was... Who was... Nat Moore. He had Nat Moore. He had quality running backs. Like... You're 100% correct. Usually the top quarterbacks are always surrounded also by talented wide receivers. So, I mean, so I'm again, I'm, I'm not suggesting to you that Brock Purdy is Joe Montana, but I think he's now more than just a system quarterback. You have to give this young man credit for making the throws that he is making, like Trent Williams is saying. If you watch him closely, he throws the ball before guys are getting to windows. Mm-hmm. His deep ball accuracy is very good. His decision-making is very good. He manages the pocket well. He's a good quarterback. And it's probably a result of four straight years of playing every single game in college, being a good quarterback, and now being in a system with a lot of talent around him. All right, uh, boys, you want to play this game? You want to participate? Justin? Let's do it. Smokey and the Chuck Wagon. Do you guys know how this works? Fields versus Player B. Yep. You they, like this game, don't well, you? The, well, we uh, this uh, Carmen and I love Player A versus Player B. Yeah, but well, you've dialed in closely with with Justin recently. All, 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 the, this is now it's Fields versus Player B. Okay. So, well, like again, a lot of people have said, "Ooh, look at Fields since week whatever," or "Ooh, look at Fields is." Um, passer rating compared to Mahomes, compared to this person's, because in 92 passer rating, it's really good. So, like, you could spin stats in numerous ways. I've always said, 
our biggest barometer for Justin Fields will be with these two. And I'm pointing to my, our eyes. Thankfully, you told people it was your eyes, not something else. Yes. It's, it's well, what, what, two balls? What? What were you thinking? Arms? Like our, I don't know. Ears? You, yeah, but what, what you said, thankfully. What, what, what? Well, you, you know, this is, a, this is an audio medium for the most part. People needed to know what you were doing. You were pointing to your eyes. All right. So here we go. These are similar stats, guys. You want me to go... I want you to go the way you want to go. Okay. You're dictating policy. All right, so these are very similar. This is your game. Let let me go step-by-step step and compare both players. Okay. So that way you can follow it because it's not like you're reading it. So Justin Fields in the last two years has played in 24 games. This player, player B, has played in 25. Justin, 24. This player in 25 games. Justin Fields has a 62% completion rate in those two years. This player B has a 62% completion rate. Okay. The same. Um, Fields has thrown in those two years for 4,052 yards. This player, player B, has thrown for 5,097. So it's 4,052 versus 5,000. 97. Okay. So he's thrown for more than a thousand yards, but he's played in one extra game. Okay. Fields is thrown for 30 touchdowns in his 24 games. This player in his 25 games has thrown for 30 touchdowns. So 30 touchdowns compared to 30 touchdowns. Fields is thrown for 17 interceptions. This player has thrown for 16 interceptions. Justin has been sacked 87 times. This player has been sacked 64 times. Okay? So to reiterate, Fields, 24 games. This player in the last two years has played in 25 games. Fields, 62%. This player, 62%. Fields, 4,052 yards. This player, 5,097 yards throwing. 30 touchdowns to 30 touchdowns. 17 interceptions for Fields, 16 interceptions for this guy. Okay, I know how you play. What I, I know the, the, the essence of this game. It's going to be someone that is not a real impressive guy. That's the essence of the game. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay quarterback, what's his face? I was thinking the same thing. I think we were all thinking the same one. You guys were thinking that too? Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So you guys are all going with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is is my choice. Is that your final answer? My final answer. You guys have nailed it. Wow. (laughs) Now, I did not not include rushing stats. That was going to be my question, yeah. I did not include rushing stats. Which are important because Justin is a dual threat. Right, and almost 2,000 yards rushing. But... I, I should also include this. This is over the last two years. Baker Mayfield last year was cut by Carolina and then played just a handful of games for L.A. He was perceived as a non-answer in Carolina and then a handful of games with the Rams and was let go for the Rams. This is, again, an exercise in... You could spin stats anyway. I think that's the, fair. The, these are comparable numbers. 
same touchdowns, virtually the same interceptions. This guy has thrown for a thousand more yards while Justin has rushed for well over a thousand yards more. Yep. No one is pining for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was on the scrap heap a year ago. So, like, while we all can spin the stats and say Justin Fields is a better quarterback rating than Patrick Mahomes or better quarterback rating than Josh Allen or this or that, we know that ain't true as far as him him being a better quarterback. I could also play the game and say, here are stats that show you that Baker Mayfield is a better thrower of the football than Justin Fields. And he still, even though he's improving, when I include Baker Mayfield's trash stats from Carolina and from the Rams, they are still better than the 24 games or 25 games that Justin Fields has played over the last year and a half. And we would all come to the conclusion, though, that we'd rather have Justin than Baker in the same manner in which we would come to the conclusion that you can give me these stats that Justin is on par with Patrick Mahomes this year, we can all come to the conclusion that we would choose Patrick Mahomes 100 times right. out of 100. And, and the, I get it. the exercise is when you take the names off the back of the jerseys and when you stop having a horse in the race and when you just read numbers... You can make him sing whatever song you want. You make him sing whatever you want. Yeah. So let's judge this with our eyes and not let little numbers sway us in certain you, different ways. I personally believe you also have to do it in a nuanced fashion. Yes. And when you are evaluating or making a decision of this magnitude, you have to look inside a lot of that stuff. Of course. And I'll give you really quick, is the stats, or it was the, the thing I said to you yesterday, it is the conundrum that is Justin. In the last four starts he's had, he's played the Lions twice and the Vikings twice. Against the Vikings, he's played just over six quarters because he got hurt. In those six quarters, their offense scored zero touchdowns. He turned it over three times. He was sacked seven times. The other two starts he's made in the last four his starts have been against the Lions, a team that has given up 28 or 29 points in each of the last two months, games in the last two months. They don't have a pass rush. They're a bottom-end defense. And he has had significantly better stats. He's thrown for 392 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He's rushed for 162 yards and five touchdowns total against uh, throwing and rushing. Um, Their offense has. Against the Lions in those two games, their offense has accounted for five touchdowns and seven field goals. Again, in the two games against the Vikings, zero touchdowns and six field goals. This is why if I would say to you, when I'm evaluating something that's this important going forward... I'm going to look inside all of the numbers and the opponents. Right. How he plays against a Brian Flores defense or a Steve Spagnuolo defense or in this week a Jim Schwartz defense will weigh more heavily on me, however fair or unfair you think it is. Great with the curve. I want to know how he performs against the better defenses, not the lesser defenses, because this is a very important decision for him. 
and for this organization. That, so you have to look at things through a very specific prism right. to come to a conclusion that is you know, on a decision that is this important. That's all I'm saying. So when you see the tweets from people around the league saying this is Justin's in his last so games, I could spin it where I could then, if I want to be biased, compare him to Carson Wentz like I did last week or Baker Mayfield. And this is why when you said today, when Shea said this is the most important game for Justin or Matt Eberflus, I agree because if Justin goes to Cleveland and plays exceptionally well against a Cleveland defense Let's that go. gives up 13 points per game in their building and the team is 6-1 and one at home and he leads his team to victory, that to me will weigh significantly more than how he plays against a lesser opponent. And for me, right. if he goes and plays exceptionally well in Cleveland, that will be an enormous step forward in my world for him securing that position yeah. long term. If you want to react, 312-332-3776. So Aki's A-list is usually now. What do we what are we calling it today? Ass Hats A-list. All right. Because it's my list today. Yes. I've got questions for these guys. I've got a couple fun questions for them as well. We'll go around the room next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. All right, so what what is this called with me offering up the A-List? Well, I, I just kind of laughed and said Asshats A-List. That's right. It's the Asshats A-List today. I had uh, some questions Don't for you guys. So I decided... I'll ask you instead of like doing it throughout the show. I think the, the Chuck Wagon had a full list of questions and you were like, look, I, I want to ask these questions. We could do Chuck Wagon's list at 530 Let's too. Let's do that. Let's do the Chuck, La- uh, Chuck Wagon list at 530. Either one. I'll, I'm here all week. I'll be with you Do guys. you have a list or? Yeah. Was that fake? Oh, was that a fake list? No, I got some questions. Okay. What was the Chuck Wagon too? Was that like a Purina Chuck Wagon? Was there a dog yeah. food, the Chuck Wagon? Yeah. Yeah. Was was? Don't you remember like the... Uh, the dog, and then it was a miniature-sized right. wagon. That yeah, was, yeah, I loved it. Chuck wagon. The uh, Chuck wagon, I think, was also, you know, wasn't that back in the old cowboy day, wasn't that where the, the cowboys would eat at the Chuck wagon? Like the Chuck wagon, the, the food would be brought in on the wagon, I believe, if that's okay. I'm not super brushed up on my Western uh, stuff. Yeah, on my old West history, but it could make sense. Chuck Wagon. All right, boys, I'll Google it. All three of you guys can weigh in on this. Did you see Ron Harper and his son being outraged over this story? No, I didn't see it. All that. right, so Ron Harper, you know his uh, Ron Harper Jr., I believe it was, who went to Rutgers. And he is now, I believe, in Toronto uh, on the Raptors or their uh, developmental team. Ron Harper's other son is one of the top high school prospects. Where's he at? Um, He was going to announce that he was going to Rutgers just like his brother. What what high? I mean, what state? Where's he live? New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. So 
he and Ron Harper Jr. were uh, Ron Harper Sr. and Ron Harper Jr. were very upset at Woj. This was uh, from late last week over the weekend. They were all set an hour away from announcing as like the second best prospect, I think, in high school in the country of where he was going to play in college at a press conference and that he was going to go to Rutgers. And then Woj dropped the Woj bomb that he was going to play at Rutgers. Harper was pissed. Harper said, I'm going to catch up with you and we're going to settle this. Um, and then Ron, Ron wanted to announce it with his son on Ron their own. Ron wanted his son yeah. to get the shine and get yeah. his moment in the sun to announce this. My question to you guys, should Woj stay out of this business? Should Woj let high school kids announce at their day where they're going to college? Does Ron Harper have a point? I, I, I mean, if I could choose, yeah, I let the kid and the family have their moment. But I understand, like, this is big business still. I would prefer that you allow the kid, if I get a choice, I'd prefer that the Harpers be allowed to present the kid's decision first. That's how I would feel. Like, I would prefer like, that. like announce the the college kids going pro, announce the trades, announce draft picks. But yeah. like with the high school kids. Yes. This is still kind of What do you think, Chuck I Wagon? It. I get it. But I, I think there's a broader conversation to be had about like the intermingling between professionalism and um like high school athletics. Like it's so weird some of these programs now. But I like I would be more concerned with how did this information get out? Like how did Woj end up with this information? That's if what I was, was going to ask. If I was involved in this, if I was on that side of, if I was on like Ron Harper's side of things, I would be more wondering how this information got to Woj in the first place. Well, Woj is a big New Jersey guy too, isn't he? Isn't he from New Jersey? Yeah, his book so, was about that. Team, yeah, right? so he, he probably got it through it contact prob- at Rutgers. Yeah, or, or like uh, that high school circuit. Yeah, you would hope that the kid could have his moment, control his moment. I thought it was a good ethical conversation. Because I don't think he necessarily owes it to anybody to not report on it. But if we're talking about just like, you know, sort of in that gray area, then, yeah, I think to Waddle's point, you would probably prefer it be. I I don't think it's a felony, so to speak, you know, just in, in, you know. I, I, in terms of, of the level of quote unquote crime, it's a misdemeanor. But I, I would, I would, the younger the kids or the younger the players are, the more I would defer to their privacy and allowing them to make their announcements. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. The Lakers are going to be hanging an in season tournament banner. Have at it. I don't care. Hang it. Don't care. Really? I thought you would be outraged at this. Why? I don't care. I don't care about it. I I watched it. I watched the entire final between them and in in the Pacers. With all the championships they've won, they're gonna win, they're gonna hang an in season tournament championship banner. It's up to you to look at it if you want. If you're there, if you're at Staples Center, so, you don't have to look at it. You don't have to value it. 
It's silly. I, it, it's very silly. Yeah, this isn't like the Timberwolves. You know, this is the Lakers. Like you would, ex- you would think that the Lakers would not only not ha- not make a big deal out of the banner, but they would actually kind of relish in the fact that they're not making a big deal. Out yeah, of but it. if the league made a big deal out of it. And the league gave out a trophy. And the league was giving out prize money. A banner. I, the who, league probably told them to put that banner up there. Who cares? The only reason it pisses you off is because it's LeBron and then the LeBron-Michael conversation Oh, it doesn't piss me off, though. No. So you don't care about it either? Um, I just thought it was... I, I was surprised at the banner. I thought it was funny that all the people who were mad about the in-season tournament celebration were the same people who said no one's going to care about the in-season tournament. The players did. And then once the players started caring, they started yelling that the players cared and that it was no big. Like, I, like I'm, I didn't watch much of it, but I was happy that pe- some people cared and Listen, then numbers went up. I I, don't I was shocked by to the each their own. I'm not. I wouldn't rage against it because if you want to watch it, have at it. I was. I was surprised that the players were as dialed in as they were, and it was as meaningful to them as because guys were playing hard. And if you saw the final, like AD was demonstrative the entire game. Like it meant something to these yeah. guys. So they achieved Champagne. their goal. Champagne afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't Vegas, so, but. Why not, right? It, it, like, it didn't float my boat. I didn't get jazzed up for it, but I watched it. And then uh, finally, I thought of you as soon as I downloaded this story. Read this on the New York Post. A stranger offered a woman. She had a Doberman Pinscher puppy. Uh-huh. A stranger offered her $200,000 for her dog walking down the street. She told him, no way. It's like one of my children. Same with me. And mine's would, you just ever, would you ever accept any amount of money for your dog? No. Uh-uh. Any amount. Everyone's there, got a price. Is there a price? $200,000. Thousand dollars. I would do it new, for two hundred. You no. could buy a new puppy Lola. I don't want a new puppy a, Lola. I want to. My dog's going to be fifteen in in May. Right. You're going to put her down soon anyway. Oh Jesus! So, really? Jesus. Really? <laughs> really? Oh, really? Come on. Really? I'm sorry. That was over the line. That was over the line. That was BS. Yeah, it was BS. That was BS right there. New puppy Lola. You come after me, not my dog. And then, and then, uh, hundred. No, no, it's it's not about the money. It, this is a member of my family. Three hundred thousand. No, don't you think that? Because I don't. Want, a, I would tell the person I don't want to talk about the money. It is a puppy. Like you just got. You know, you haven't formed that emotional bond quite yet. If you've only had it for a few months, at least me, I'd right. be like, well, I'll, I'll go get a new one then. If I if I sold my dog to somebody, I, my dog would not know what to do. She's fourteen. It may kill her. I'm not doing that. New. No. She's part of the family, brother. Five hundred k. No. What about a million dollars? Nope. You would not take a million dollars for for my Lola. dog. No. Have to no. consider a million. No. Listen, I get it. It's not like Kara gave birth to Lola. You, I, you, I understand. You, you bought Lola. Got it. But it's not like a couch. 
The right. living, breathing family member. Right. No one's going to offer you 200 k for they your may. couch. They may. Why would you offer me $500,000 for a 14-year-old poodle? I don't know. I don't know. The I dog that was snores weird like a, a, a 90-year-old man. You but, won't sleep with this dog in your room. So why, why wouldn't you sell her then? Because she's part of the family. I mean, like... So no, no price. No, there's not a price. She's part of my family. What's your price, uh, Chuck Wagon? Chuck Wagon to do it for three hundred bucks, <laughs> like fifty bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what? I mean, go back to when Cosmo. you you had Cosmo, yeah. and you were like all in on being a dog dad, I and did. you didn't have a wife or kids. It was you and that dog. You really gonna? I like, think I would have taken two k, two hundred k, two hundred k. Would like back at that age? I was in my twenties. Gotten a new Jack Russell that was a maniac. That dog was a maniac. Well, my dog's not a maniac. My dog's part of the family and is you know fabric, part of the fabric of the Waddle family. Then he, then he had bladder cancer and was pissing all over the place. Well, you know what? If that happens with our dog, we'll take care of her. <laughs> like I didn't take care of Cosmo? Sounds like you would have sold the dog probably for half that because the dog had say, bladder yeah, it, cancer. It, it sounds like somebody would be like, hey, Sylvia, I can take this off your hands for $200,000. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have a friend that when his dogs get old, he takes them out and shoots them. <laughs> yeah. Like when they're... Wait, well, I'm not Who, telling you. I'm not, you know, I'm, not, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. Yeller? I'm not telling you. Well, no, I mean, but no, like, this, is, this is like when the dogs get to the point where they're suffering. Is it Foxy? No. Who is it? <laughs> Foxy. He texted me, by the way. I told you that. But he's not. No, it's not him. All right, three, one, two, three, three, two. Did you like that? Did you like the uh, ass hats list? I, I lived into it. I leaned into it. Yeah, like I... I <laughs> No, there's like some fun stories. I get it. I get why, you know, people would be tempted to take the money. If you don't have that tie with your, your, your family pet, then I don't understand. If you do have that tie to your family pet, then you will understand where I'm coming from. Wait, everyone's got a tie to their I don't, dog. Not, not so Everybody. much. Everybody. Not you. People you just a, said 200 grand would have been easy. You buy yourself a new Russell. That's, that's. That's like life-changing money at that age. Losing my dog is life-changing. Not when you buy a new puppy. They not like a new puppy. Why don't you buy a new puppy? No, no, not anymore. Not with those kids running around. The, those kids, no. Nah. No more. We, 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 no more. I think I'm. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy Braxton a puppy for if Christmas. You do. You, 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 hell's coming to your house. Braxy, you want a puppy for Christmas? I will make it my life's duty to make your oh, life really? hell. Really? Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. You wait. You wait what I've got in store for you. If you ever bring a puppy to our house, yeah, you don't know what I've got in store for you. You will regret it. Really? Yes. You will regret That's it. That's quite a threat. Yes. That's quite a threat. Hell's coming to your yeah. house. Really? Yes. In what way? You won't You won't feel the fury like the fury that I will bring to your home. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. 
Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Well done, coming up shortly. Let's go to uh, our buddy Philly Sid. What's up, Sid? Hey, Mark. Sorry you're, uh, sorry you're not feeling so good, silly, but it is definitely going around. I had it for about two and a half weeks myself. So. Two and a half weeks? It took a while to kick it. Mine was all head stuff, buddy. It wasn't as bad as what yours sounds like. So whatever Carmen got. got a, he got a little <laughs> child. You got like a little child virus over there. The thing that got Carmen and I was a monster. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not coughing or sneezing. It's yeah. just my voice. Yeah. Then count your lucky stars and really hope. And you know what? It may not just have been those shrimp you had while you were down in Mexico. Did you have any margaritas while you were there, buddy? Oh, you bet. Because you know they use the local water source to make that. Well, I'm used to it. I I go down there a lot. Well, I go down there a lot. Look at you. You sound like, yeah. yeah. I'm a Mexico veteran. Yeah, right. Don't drink the water in Mexico, buddy. Yeah. All right. So so I was listening to you yesterday, uh, and I was listening to you earlier today when you were talking about flus and. I, re- I really appreciate you just coming right out and saying, I'm done with him. I mean, that was the best thing you could have said. You're just like, yeah, I'm done with him. You're making your reasoning for it. Bottom line is, have you guys ever seen the old Michael Douglas and Kiefer Sutherland movie, The Sentinel? No, I haven't seen it. I like both of them, though. Good flick. You like it. There's a line in that movie where Kiefer Sutherland comes up to a situation. Guy's been murdered. Cop on the scene looks at it. Kiefer Sutherland, mind you, is a Secret Service guy. This is a DC cop he's talking to. And he's like, DC cop looks at the situation. He's like, you know what? My gut tells me this is a robbery. <clears throat> Keeper Southern looks at him and says, you know, my problem with that is that when you come to a situation and you have a gut feeling, everything you're going to do from this point forward is going to be all about justifying your gut feeling. Ooh. Sylvie, everything you do from this point forward <clears throat> about whether it's loose or whether it's fields is going to be to justify your thought about you don't think they're the right guy, the right person for the job as coach or quarterback. And you're not going to necessarily look at them objectively. And I get it. That's the problem with fandom, particularly in football, but in all of pro sports today. You go back 15 years ago, we give a coach three years to figure it out. Nowadays, boy, you better get that figured out in the first 30 games. If you don't, bye-bye. We, we, we don't give anybody a chance. And I agree with Tommy. This is Fluce's first year. I'm not saying he's the guy. I'm saying he's on year one of the job, and everybody wants to kick him to the curb. Andy Reid wasn't good in his first year in Philadelphia. They were so bad, they had Doug Peterson quarterbacking before they finally pulled McNabb, the rookie, off the bench. So he eventually figured it out, and everyone would you know, agree he's a Hall of Fame coach right now. Not saying that's what Bruce is going to be, but I think you got to let him ride out the season, just like you got to let Justin ride out the season. And then make your decisions in the offseason. I'll ride with you there, Philly said, and thanks for the call. I felt that way about the quarterback. I felt that way about the coach as well. And I'm not telling you you're wrong. I mean, listen, we should all feel the way that we feel. I'll feel better about my own evaluation once we get to the end of this year. Because as I said, like a season is a lifetime. Like the ebbs and the flows. Like I never thought that we were ever going to see competence. And now I've got a defense out there. And again, they're not perfect because, as you said, like in the first matchup against the Lions, they they piddled down their leg at the end of the first half, and they certainly kicked it away 
at the end of the second half in the final four minutes. But I got guys getting after the quarterback. They added Montez Sweat. That makes any coach feel and look better. They're just, just I want to get through the season before I come to any long-term conclusions about anybody. Okay. All right. Uh, Will Bond is going to join us next. We'll see what uh, he's thinking. Oh, he's already fired up <laughs> people. All right. We'll, uh, we'll find out. And then does he think that the Bulls are better because Zach isn't playing? That's a good question. Uh, we'll get to him coming up next.